Good evening. Tonight, due to popular demand, we have something a little different. We will be divulging in the mind of Peter Tobin, the notorious serial killer known in Scotland. We will begin off this segment by understanding what we mean by the term serial killer and the common misconceptions associated with the term, and then later understanding where he came from and the kind of childhood he had that may or may not have had an influence on the killer's tendencies later on in his life and his many other grim convictions. We will then be going deeper into the specifics of his crimes that build up to his more heinous work, which later led to his triple life sentence, and then I'll summarise what I think could be going on in the psyche of Peter Tobin and why he may have done what he has done. So without further ado, I'll show you the results of my digging. A serial killer is conveniently defined as a person who murders three or more people in a period of over a month, with cooling down time between murders. For a serial killer, the murders must be separate events, which are often driven by a psychological thrill or pleasure. Serial killers often lack empathy and guilt, and most often become egocentric individuals. These characteristics classify certain serial killers as psychopaths and mass murderers, unlike serial killers, kill a large number of people, typically at the same time in a single location. With some exceptions, many mass murders end with the death of perpetrators, either by self-infliction or by law enforcement. That's something I just wanted to clear up before we got into things. So. Peter Tobin was born in Johnston, Referenshire, one of eight siblings born to an Irish Catholic family. He had four older sisters and three older brothers. Tobin was a difficult child and even referred to as wild by his brother in later interviews. And in 1953, age seven, he was sent to an approved school. And for those of you who don't know what an approved school is, it's simply a school-like environment, similar to boarding school, where children were decidedly put due to discretion of the court for committing criminal offences and were deemed unsuitable for parental control. He then later went on to serve in a youth detention centre, perhaps more commonly known as a borstal. It's important to note at this point that there is no obvious documentation of anything that would stand out as being a leading factor for his violent outbursts and other menacing tendencies at such an early age. No reported childhood trauma, and his parents worked very normal jobs, with his dad working in the council and his mother a simple housewife. At such point I began looking more into personality traits and mental illness, Though he would not receive his first life sentence until the age of 60, there are some conspicuous clues in Peter Tobin's early life of the psychopath violent killer you have been known to become. Yeah, psychopath. Let me explain. So Peter's first real relationship was also when he met his first wife, Margaret Mountney, when he was 22 and she was 17. She has described a relationship that began with great charm but quickly degenerated into terrifying violence, in which she was frequently beaten and locked up by her husband. 
it's important to understand what a psychopath is by definition. And according to the dictionary, a person suffering from chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behaviour. It is also stated and well known that psychopaths are charming on the most part by trait. They know what angle to work with people to get what it is that they want. They also have a need for control. From his first wife's statement, both of these characteristics are very much present. I imagine many more could be seen if we could even begin to comprehend what she must have went through in all her time with Peter and had divulged more. Peter later went on to remarry another two times until his last divorce in 1993. Interestingly enough, the same time he committed a horrible offence against two 14-year-old girls who had chapped on his door looking for somewhere warm to wait whilst they waited upon the return of his neighbour, who they had intended to visit but was not home. It was later made known that he had held both of these girls at knife point and forced them to drink vodka and strong cider and then proceeded to rape and assault the both of them. These attacks may not have become known if it weren't for the botched murder attempt where he tried to gas the pair to death whilst he fled his flat in Lee Park. Lucky for the two girls, they both survived. From his first real publicly known crime, we can get a taste for his impulsive actions, again linking back to the ideology and labelling of Mr Tobin as a psychopath. With each crime, you can easily check off another and another psychopathic trait without much difficulty. He was later caught in 1994 for his heinous crimes and was tried and pleaded guilty to his crime and was sentenced to a mere 14 year prison sentence. At 58, he was released out into society and once again returned to Paisley. In September in 2006, Tobin was working as a church handyman at St. Patrick's Roman Catholic Church in Anderson, Glasgow. He had assumed the name of Pat McLaughlin to avoid detection. As he was still on the violent and sex offender register following his 1994 convictions for rape and assault, an arrest warrant had been issued for him in November 2005 and he moved from Paisley without notifying the police but he was not discovered until he became a suspect in a murder case at the church. In May 2007, he received a further 30-month sentence for breaching the terms of the register. Angelika Kluk, a 23-year-old student from Poland, was staying at St. Patrick's Church where she worked as a cleaner to help finance her Scandinavian Studies course. She was last seen alive in the company of Tobin on the 24th of September. She was beaten, raped and stabbed and her body was concealed in an underground chamber beneath the floor near the confessional in the church. Forensic evidence suggests that she was still alive when she was placed under the floorboards. Police found her body on the 29th of September and Tobin was arrested in London shortly afterwards. A six-week trial later found Peter guilty of sexual assault and murder in May 2007 and was sentenced to 21 years life in prison. It was only a month after this that the police and forensics decided to search of one of his old properties in Bathgate, where he had briefly lived in the connection of a girl's disappearance 15 years prior. 
Upon digging in and around the house, human remains were found of Vicky Hamilton, a young woman who had just been waiting for a bus 15 years ago to make her way back to Falkirk, but sadly had never got on that bus. Again, new information came to light in October the same year, which sparked interest in a cold case from 1991 the disappearance of another young woman at the age of 18 from Essex who had been hitchhiking home from a festival down the M25. Again her remains were found and forensics were made to believe similar sexual assault had occurred with the other victim, fitting Peter Tobin's MO. Tobin subsequently received his third life sentence. That same day, Police reopened Operation Anagram to trace Tobin's past movements and his possible involvement in a further 13 unsolved murders, including the three victims of the unidentified killer Bible John. Tobin is reported to have claimed 48 victims and boasts made in prison. Whether this tally be accurate or not, I suppose no one will ever know other than Tobin, one of Scotland's most notorious serial killers. I think it's difficult to come up with a complex understanding as to why a man like this would or could be capable of such actions and choices. The simplest way to label it is to simply call it and him for what he is. He's simply a bad egg with the mental and personality disorder of a psychopath. Unfortunately, we still don't completely understand such illness as these. But as time goes on, we can only learn and try to understand. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you would like to see more like this, then please let me know down in the description. And if you would like to know more details about Peter Tobin and more insight into his life, then I've put a book in the description of this video that really goes more into depth. Anyway, that's all for this one and I hope to see you all in the next.